0: The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at TNTradio.live. The Freeman Report and James Freeman on today's News Talk Radio,
1: TNT. Hello and welcome to the Freeman Report, which puts the world's leading scientists, doctors, politicians and expert commentators right at the heart of today's news talk and our fight for freedom, liberty and justice. My name is James Freeman and it is Thursday the 8th of February 2024 today. And on the show today we'll be discussing elections in the Netherlands, the UK and the US. And isn't it Just fantastic time to be alive, a period of history in the West where everybody is encouraged to participate in the direction of government. Prisoners and children aside, we pretty much all get a vote, and each vote is equal, no matter how rich and powerful you are, what your sex is, or the colour of your skin. Sounds fantastic, doesn't it? On paper, anyway. But the reality is very different because while nothing I just said is untrue, none of it actually matters in practice, so it seems. Most of the choices were presented with in the first place are false choices, a pantomime created by the establishment to give the illusion of choice. Unlike the shepherd with its dog herding the sheep, most of the time, by hook or crook, they get what they want. And God forbid, if they mess up, and they do from time to time, and we vote for something they didn't want, well, when that happens, they either hold another election or ignore the first, or they do what they want to do anyway and just stick two fingers up at the people. There are many recent examples of this. Irish and Dutch voters have experienced the old trick of, if you don't succeed the first time, then try, try again. And um, this example relates to the formation of the EU superstate, because the powers that be decided a long time ago that they were going to create a European superstate, and so it was just a case of getting it past the people. In two thousand and five, the French and Dutch um, voted no in referendums to the EU constitutional treaty that contained many of the reforms, which are basically that the EU is based upon today. So what did our leaders do after the no vote? Well, they took pretty much 100% of what was in the EU Constitutional Treaty, they repackaged it, and they called it the Lisbon Treaty. And guess what? They just signed it through without putting it to the European people, because that was now deemed far too risky. But there was one country there was an exception. Um, the Irish government couldn't get out of a vote that it had promised to its people. And so Ireland was the only country to actually vote on the Lisbon Treaty. And in 2008, Ireland voted no. righty then, so no Lisbon Treaty for the Irish. Well, no, because one year later, they made the country vote again, and this time they got the result they wanted. Now, many European leaders promised their citizens a vote on the Lisbon Treaty, including Blair and Brown, the Brown government in the UK. Although after the Irish voted no, um, following no votes from the French and Dutch, this was deemed far too risky. And so no further votes were ever held on closer integration. That was until Brexit, of course. Um, the Brexit vote is another example, although um, this required a different approach from them, because while they tried to get a second vote, they tried really hard to get that. I was part of the fight against that. It was clear that this wasn't going to happen. So instead of that, the British state um, worked, has worked since to scupper the idea of Britain being independent. And what we have today is in no way what we voted for back in 2016. So the strategy goes something like this. First, try and set up a false choice with both roads leading to the same destination, maybe just via a very slightly different route. But if that fails and a choice gets through that you don't want, well, the first thing to do is to try and get another vote. Um, And if this fails, then either scupper the thing the people voted for, like what they did with Trump from day one or what they've done on Brexit, Or carry on and do what you wanted anyway and ignore the fact that there's been a vote at all. Simply stick your fingers up at the people. And that last tactic of just ignoring what the people voted for, excuse me, is happening right now in the Netherlands. Because last November, the Dutch people gave the popular vote to Gert Walders, who was running on an anti-immigration ticket and was supporting the Dutch farmers' fight against globalist green policies. Gert won the election by getting the most votes. Yet despite this, it looks like the Dutch people are going to get a green left-leaning coalition, a much more extreme version that we've even got now, that will bring in more of the policies that caused the Dutch to vote for Wilders in the first place. It seems that Dutch politicians do not care what the people voted for and have scuppered any chance of putting Wilders' party in a coalition government. They're just going to carry on as if the election didn't even happen. Absolute madness. And in all seriousness, it is very dangerous because if this goes ahead, all that will happen is the pressure will build, build and build. And what we will get is something probably much more extreme um, than what um, Wilders is proposing. Either that or we will see people take to the streets. So, will the Netherlands get a new um, left-wing Green Alliance despite the vote? And what happens next if it does? We'll be discussing that on today's show. In terms of the UK and the US, in May, the UK will be holding the London Mayor election, um, which could provide an upset because, of course, ULES has been such a big policy failure there um, that we could see an upset there. But who knows? Who knows what the Conservatives will do, because I think they're the likely candidates which will get in um, if um, Labour are booted out. And whilst they're promising to get rid of you, Les, who knows, because they're part of the uni party. In the US, we have the presidential elections coming up later this year. And boy, oh boy, isn't the US election going to be a bumpy ride? The Tucker Carlson interviewer Putin today promises to throw the cat right amongst the pigeons. And that's if the cat wasn't right there in the middle of the flock already. So, to discuss all of this, I'll be joined by three guests today. First up is Amy Gallagher, who was actually on the show just a couple of weeks ago because she's in the NHS. Um, So Amy's going to be, she's actually standing in the mayor election in London. Second up is our very own Basil Valentine, who's going to talk about the Putin interview today. And then third up is geopolitical analyst and author Matt Nielsen. As always, if you want to get in touch, I encourage you to do so. Email me at jamesfreeman at tntradio.live. And if you want to join in the conversation head over to tntradio.live and click on the chat icon. My name is James Freeman and this is the Freeman Report for today's News Talk TNT. Bringing
0: you a world view. I like to hear what's going on around the world. Today's News Talk
1: Radio TNT. Hello Gemma, how are you doing?
2: Hello James. Jam-packed show there today, so I will keep the... uh... News update fairly brief, but yeah, lots going on in the world. The Tucker Carlson thing, you know, I think, is he going to break the internet with that one? I wonder.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, look, you know, um, I've seen some interviews over the past couple of days. A lot of them are absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, the CNN and some of the networks going absolute ballistic. Obviously, some politicians are calling for him to be barred from the US. And there's calls within the European Union to put sanctions on Tucker Carlson. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I'm really looking forward to the interview. I'm under no illusions. Putin isn't the good guy, um, but neither are our guys as well. Um, and, you know, and um, neither. Either are telling the truth I think about stuff but I think you know when it comes to why Russia invaded um, Ukraine there is a truth that many Americans are not aware of and many Europeans um come to that as well so yeah it could um put a bomb right in the middle of certainly the US elections later this year and also the Ukraine conflict itself
2: and it just shows where we are just very quickly before I do the stories but it shows very quickly where we are with regards to journalism now because he is just being a journalist Journalists, you know, the stance of journalism is you remain a neutral observer looking in from the outside, you report the facts as you see them, you challenge authority where necessary, and, and you don't take a stance, you know, and he's doing what journalists do. That's so he's going over to interview a global player and get 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 the version of reality that we're not getting over here. That's, that is journalism. He's not necessarily take, well, he shouldn't be necessarily taking a stance, but that to see other journalists turn on him for doing his job, it's got the parallels of Assange written all over it, you know.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, it's not even that there's a journalist in in Russia interviewing Putin. He's the wrong journalist. That's what the problem is. If it was CNN or one of the big, you know, propaganda networks in the US, they would have no problem at all. Um, But the fact that um, it's Tucker Carlson and, you know, he's not going to pull any punches. Um, He's going to lay out the truth as he sees it. Um, You know, he's not right on everything, but he's certainly not going to play their game, is he? He's not going to toe the line in terms. The narrative and try and make Putin out to be the big baddie that the West has done, that he's going to give him a platform to try and get the truth out of him. So, yeah, very, very interesting indeed.
2: It is indeed. And it just, I just, it's other journalists having a pop at a journalist for wanting to find out facts. I just, I can't. that's the world we live in, though, isn't it? You know, they're all saying we shouldn't go. It's like interviewing Hitler. Well, maybe we should have interviewed Hitler. Maybe somebody should have gone over and interviewed Hitler. You know, it's ridiculous. It just, it's just, that is yeah. journalism. Find out what's going on, find out what's going on.
1: And I posted something on X, actually, because Julia Hartley Brewer um, came out. um, um, One of our so-called UK journalists um, came out, um, posted um, uh, something on X. And basically she was asking questions, but I think the questions are just irrelevant. She was asking questions like, you know, should he be there interviewing Putin? Should both sides be told? Because, you know, Putin's a war criminal and all that. My post was very much um, of the spirit of, look, it's not for journalists, to decide who the people and what they get to hear. It's the job of a journalist to, to provide um, shine a light on both sides of the the debate and let the people decide. That's true journalism.
2: Exactly, exactly. My initial point, that's the point of journalism. I'll just very quickly bring you a little bit of journalism of my own, ostensibly, just before you go to the break here. Uh, Just a couple of updates on the uh, criminal justice bill today. The Home Secretary here in the UK, James Cleverly, is announcing a whole load of tightening up on loopholes for protesters, ostensibly after the pro-Palestinian rallies here in the UK. But they do have implications for all of us that took to the streets in 2020 to 2022 on freedom rallies. Uh, And they're being announced today and they're going through Parliament and probably likely to come into effect by Easter, which is not long at all now because Easter is early uh, this year. Uh, He's going to clamp down on uh, human roadblocks, people that cause obstructions in the road. That applies, he says, to people like Just Stop Oil. Uh, No more mask wearing on protests. Uh, No more climbing structures like war memorials and no more use of flares, fireworks, or pyrotechnics. Now, you could argue that uh, at a time when we might be taking to the streets again to protect for our freedoms, you know, we're talking about conscription coming back in the event of global conflict uh, with the 15-minute cities haven't gone away, central digital banking currencies haven't gone away, mainstream media make-, make us think they've gone away, but they haven't. We could be taking to the streets again, and it just seems that the the laws are being tightened and tightened by stealth and incremental details to when we do take to the streets again, just simply that word obstruction. that could mean stepping off the pavement into the road you could then be arrested because technically that's an obstruction
1: yeah i did see this story and the whole mask thing is very very worrying because it look you know they basically just want to know who everyone is and be able to track them and monitor them look we can all wear silly glasses and big mustaches um you know what do they define as a mask um you know you don't have to actually put something on your over your face so it's all ridiculous the whole thing um but yeah i did spot that and i did straight away think you know, this is nothing to do with the um, the, the protests which have just happened. This is to do with the protests they're expecting um, over there, maybe this year, um, and certainly over the next few years. Right, Gemma, I'm not going to hang around because I've got three guests today. Thank you very much for that story. Look forward to speaking with you on Friday. It's Friday already, um, tomorrow. And to the rest of you, um, stay tuned for a packed show right here on TNT. TNT's Kate Shimarani.
3: I'm of the, the belief that your body can totally, 100% heal itself. If you remove the offending things and you flood your body with what it needs. What do your dogs and your kids do when they get sick? They lie down and sleep, don't they? They don't want to eat. They get great big temperatures and they just want to rest. What, do you think you're a special, special snowflake? You're any different? No, that's you as well. But what do they want to do when you go to the hospital? I've seen it firsthand in the last couple of weeks. They're just going to serve you rubbish food, wheat, sugar, dairy, animal protein, tea and coffee, fluoridated, chlorinated, bromine water, drugs, pharmaceutical petroleum-based drugs.
0: Kate Shimarani on today's News Talk TNT.
4: This is generally the view of people. Oh, we don't know much about Assange. But well, you should know, because whether you know it or not, he is fighting for you.
2: For your courage and leadership and tenacity in journalism and publishing.
0: Since 2010, Assange has been held in progressively narrower, darker, colder, and crueler spaces.
5: He has been detained the 7th of December, 2010, in one form or another.
4: And we are now here after years of imprisonment. WikiLeaks is a non-state hostile intelligence service. I think the man is a high-tech terrorist. A high-tech terrorist. A traitor, a treason.
2: He has to answer for what he has done.
4: Assange faces up to 175 years in prison for publishing classified documents exposing U.S. war crimes. The
6: U.S. government narrative about Julian is a complete fraud. It is a complete fraud from A to Z.
3: Julian took on the most powerful countries in the world,
1: basically all of them.
0: We now have confirmed that there were plans to kidnap Julian here in the center of London, or even assassinate him.
1: No one who instigated that illegal and immoral war has been brought to justice, but the great truth-teller sits behind bars.
4: If wars can be started by lies, peace can be
3: started by truth.
2: Julian Assange is a hero.
0: What if everything we thought we knew about somebody was a lie? Would we be willing to go on a new journey of understanding? This is a story of deception, lies, bravery, and a man who risked everything to bring the truth
1: to light. Mr. Assange shows all the symptoms that are typical for a person that has been exposed to psychological torture over a prolonged period of time. He looked at me intensely and said, I hate to say this. He then hesitated, visibly troubled and searching for words, And then he finally said, please, save my life.
5: May future generations have the ability to speak without restraint. May our children and their children know truth and have access to information that leads to justice. Wherever Julian goes, free speech goes with
6: him.
3: If there is a bird that is about to take flight, stretch her wings and rule the skies. May it be a peace star and no
1: longer a bald eagle. If you think Assange is a traitor, he's a rapist, he's a narcissist, he's a hacker, I don't blame you because you have been deceived. And if you think you've not been deceived, that's normal because otherwise it wouldn't be deception.
0: So many people who had no history of heart illnesses have got it now or blood clotting after the COVID-19 vaccination. Punish those who hurt people with COVID madness, lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT
1: Radio. Right. Now, anybody who follows world news will know that this year is going to be a pretty crazy year in terms of elections. We've actually got over 140 important elections going on around the world. Um, One of them is the London mayor election, which could actually um, provide a bit of an upset. Although I'm a bit sceptical because if Labour are booted out, um, Sadiq Khan, that is, because of what he's done with Ulez, then... I'm sceptical whether we'll actually get any real changes, because it's likely, very likely, that it will be the Conservatives that get in. And we know that that is the uni party. But anyway, we can hope um, for something different. And one one of my next guests is hoping for something different. Um, Amy Gallagher is actually standing in that election. Hello, Amy.
5: Hi, James. Good to be with you. How are you?
1: Yeah, and welcome back. You were only on the show a couple of weeks ago because, of course, we were talking about you suing the NHS, the Tavistock Trust, um, for trying to force you to do courses on white privilege and all that uh, when you were entering the NHS. And Then, of course, they bullied you and all of that. Um, a great yeah. show. Um, anybody who missed that, please go back um tntradio.live. You can watch that interview from a couple of weeks ago. But we're not going to talk about that today, Amy, are we? we we're going to talk about the mayor election. So I guess my first question is, are you mad?
5: <laughs> why do you say that, James? Why is it? Why do you think it's mad? <laughs> do think I it's don't concerned? know. I've
1: been I've Go been on. in politics and, um, you know, and I've been watching very closely since I left politics now as, as a journalist and I just think my view at the moment is that the answers that we need as a society, um, not just in the UK, but across the West, the answers are not in politics at the moment. It's all a big stitch up. But that doesn't mean, you know, there's lots of people who don't vote. I don't encourage that. We still need to vote because it is the only system that we've got. But, Amy, please tell us why you're standing.
5: No, I mean, I agree with you to some extent um, that we're facing cultural and possibly even spiritual, you know, issues (laughs) issues <laughs> that um, you know politicians can't necessarily help with. I do think though I think most people share your cynicism about politics. I think most people are absolutely sick of Labour and Tories. A lot of people are politically homeless. Um, so I I mean I became in, involved with the, the party that I'm representing the Social Democratic Party about a year ago and really it was kind of me reflecting on as you mentioned, my lawsuit against the NHS, and that what was happening is all of these DEI and woke, woke discrimination cases were being pushed on to ordinary workers, and they were having to fight lawsuits. And I it was just thinking, well, politicians should be doing this. We, it shouldn't be down to us to have to to fight against this stuff. Why aren't politicians intervening? So then I kind of realised that part of the of the solution w- would have to lie, you know, in, in, in in democracy and in politics. So that's why I got involved. I I didn't feel like the Tories or Labour represented me really um so that's why i was looking to the smaller parties and that's why i got involved with the social democratic party um not many people know about us so i guess what we're trying to do in this election this mayoral election is just get our policies out there but the kind of their their kind of general policies are really reflective of my own views in that they want to put a pause on mass immigration they want to push back on all of the woke stuff they're very pro-family um, in terms of my my pledges for London going forward, we're very anti-ULES, um, anti-LTNs. We're, you know, we're really really against Sadiq Khan, um, and we're wanting to defund all the DEI woke nonsense that he pushes and all the money that's wasted on it. So, yeah, in some ways you could say oh, it's just a bit futile. You're not gonna you're not gonna win, you know. But I think it's important to show people that there are alternatives, and people can at least see that someone is trying to do something and that might give people hope and we might grow so yeah I guess you've got to be a bit optimistic Um, otherwise you'll just be you know all doom and gloom with regards to politics so that's that's my thoughts. (laughs)
1: Yeah and you're absolutely right Amy I mean you know I think when I say that the answers are there I think it's more a case of um i think that the the politics is broken the actual system the voting system um the fact that we have um, false choices in parliament you know we've got red and blue um and you know we've got the polarization because of first past the post and we just presented with a false choice and you're right exactly that lots of people are politically homeless at the moment and they don't know what to do um i have had your leader um, william on the um on the show before i've got a lot of time actually for the sdp Um, a great party um what are you going to do for londoners then in in you know if 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 well what promises are you making londoners
5: well, what we feel really, what I feel, and I think a lot of people are feeling, that London is really, really divided at the moment. And that there's so many protests going on and there's so many groups that are against each other. And we really feel that Sadiq Khan does not help with that. He he seems to want to politicise everything. Like even, for example, even the New Year's um, fireworks, they have. Even, he's even promoting Black Lives Matter or he's coming out with some statement about immigration or he's he's pushing kind of uh, you know diversity, equity, inclusion slogans, and what it means is increasingly those of us who don't don't you know like those ideas can't enjoy you know, very basic uh, things in London. Everywhere you go, it seems to be kind of messages being pushed onto you, uh, and it just riles everyone up. So the first thing we would do is just to just, just to neutralise things, so that you know there's there's things that Londoners can do that are shared where there aren't political messages, and we also want to. And so much money is wasted on all of this stuff. Like for example, Sadiq Khan spent 10 million pounds um sending Met police sending 10,000 Met police officers off to do a um, kind of training course where they were encouraged to sort of think about their personalities and what what colour represented them, and it was all about kind of nonsense, kind of wishy-washy, hippie stuff, and all of them said it was a complete waste of time. He's also He, he also did an ad campaign um, that cost £200,000 telling people to say the word mate in order to stand up to sexism. This is all money that could just be going back into people's back pockets um, or just helping them in really ordinary ways, getting trains going, putting police on the streets. So we want to we want to cut all of that, and we want to stop all the money that's been wasted on ULES. Um, Sadiq Khan's own independent report showed that you that the that ULES expanding it into the suburbs would have a negligible effect on 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 the air, and um, was really just a waste of money. It's all just a cash grab to get money from people. Who, you know, driving so we want to cut all of that spending we want to depoliticize london depoliticise the police we want the police to be neutral we don't want the police to be seen to being more heavy handed with some groups and, and 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 not so much with others they should should not have any kind of political agenda um and then we want to save lots of money and, and give it back to people in ways that genuinely help them with their lives so yes mm. that's that's what objective.
1: That's music to my ears. Um, Amy, what about crime? Because crime is the other big thing in London, isn't it? Particularly, you know, these stabbings. And we've seen this in the last week, um, videos. I'm not sure whether that was in London, but, we, you know, we see this on the streets of London, Youths running around with huge, great zombie knives. What do the SDP plan to do about that?
5: Well, we want to bring back Stop and Search um, for, for knife crime. We know the evidence shows that it works. Um, it's obviously, uh, uh, you know, Sadiq can't stop the stop and search for pol- politically correctness re- reasons, really, and that it obviously targets certain groups. But th- if those are the groups that are committing the crime, yeah. um, then th- that's the way you stop the crime. So we we be bringing back more tougher measures like stop and search, like banning knives. Um, And and like investing more money into police where it matters, not stupid diversity, equity inclusion uh, days out, but actually putting more police on the streets in areas where they're needed.
1: Yeah, that sounds brilliant. I I definitely want my police to be police, out policing, um, not doing hippy dippy um, uh, courses that cost £10 million of public money. Um, Sounds absolutely brilliant. Amy, um, if I lived in London, you definitely have my vote. Um, But ladies and gentlemen, Amy Gallagher, um, we'll have to get you back on at some point before the election, Amy. You can tell us how things are going. Um, So Amy Gallagher, thank you very much indeed. Right, okay, like I said, I've got a packed show today. We've um we're gonna take a quick break now, and when we come back, um we've got our very own TNT's very own um Basil Valentine, who's gonna talk all about the infamous interview um out later today. So don't go anywhere, stick with us here on TNT. News Flash!
0: Newsflash, 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 Newsflash. Now come on, let's go! TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. Tucker Carlson's highly anticipated interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin will be released for the world to watch at 6pm Thursday Eastern Time. The world's number one podcaster has taken aim at the mainstream press for ignoring the frightening rise in excess deaths. Forget global boiling, the UN chief says we're now entering the age of chaos, and the US military claims to have killed a high value target in the Middle East. Are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Do you think we're doing a good job? Then, then please let us, us know. Out. Why not leave us a like or a positive review or comment on Facebook, Gab or Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on
1: today's news talk, TNT Radio. Right, Basil. Um. Tucker Carlson, he's a traitor to the US and he should be banned from the U um, the,
6: from the EU. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Um, well, Kim.com has conducted a poll on the X platform. Um, should Tucker Carlson's journalistic freedom be respected? 75,000 respondents. So an absolutely huge number. Yeah, Kim has a big reach. Uh, The exact question, do you support the journalistic freedom of Tucker Carlson? Yes. Take a guess, James. Take a wild guess. um, 75,000 voting. I'm going to go with 90%. 97%. Wow. 97%. And a very popular meme posted underneath... Uh, one of these uh, put together photo montages, uh, pictures of um, Vladimir Putin and Tucker Carlson doing victory signs over <laughs> the grave of the fake news media. So oh, good. I'm glad you it. said
1: that. I was wondering where you were going when you said grave. Um, but yes, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
6: So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, Kim has also tweeted out, uh, quite rightly, that, that the reason why the likes of Guy Verhofstadt, the former Belgian prime minister, who said that Tucker could now face sanctions, including being barred a travel ban. I mean, this is off the charts authoritarianism. The reason why people like Verhofstadt and doubtless von der Leyen and these other warmongers are so angry is that their years stretching now to decades of anti-Russian propaganda, can be undone by a single honest interview. Uh, because, of course, we in the West are generally not allowed to hear what Mr. Putin has to say. He is no choir boy. I, I should always uh, emphasize yeah. that. Whenever one starts talking about Putin in neutral terms, th- these days, so such is the terrible state of the discourse around these subjects, one is immediately accused of echoing Kremlin talking points and being a Russian apologist. All this stuff. No, 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 no. I, I appeal to go back to what now looked like the good old days of the 1970s and 80s, where we had détente, where world leaders actually spoke to each other, and you know we sought common ground on important issues of de-escalating tension, disarmament, and all the rest of it. So if Tucker's interview with Putin is a step towards that, of course it's to be welcomed.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and you're right to point out that um, you know because there's accusations from the left and particularly news um, platforms like CNN in, in in the US are kind of trying to make out that we're trying to give or well, not we but um, you know the, those who want this interview that we're trying to give Putin a platform and that he's great and that you know we're we're taking his side on things that is not the case at all because Putin is far from um, one of the good guys you know just like ours um you know the the our leaders in the in the west um but the the important thing is here is that we shine a light and we listen to both sides isn't it basil
6: absolutely and compare and contrast james with the endless platforming of benjamin netanyahu uh whose government is responsible for far more civilian deaths in recent months than vladimir putin's he's he's still uh you know, paraded on television and uh, Western leaders rush to embrace him after October the 7th, and the result is 30,000 dead civilians. So, you know, there's no even-handedness. For some reason, the British establishment decided some years ago that they wanted to, uh, you know, revamp the enmity towards Russia. The Cold War is supposed to be over. Uh, there are no ideological differences anymore between us and the russians they are capitalists too yet for some reason uh some people seem to want to force them to be our enemies having said that having said that um i gather this morning that an anti-war candidate in russia has been banned from standing in the elections uh this is uh, boris nadezdin he's been barred from standing in russian presidential election um i don't know the details according to the election commission he collected only 95000 legitimate signatures 5000 short of the 100000 required to stand in the election so the russians would say they have a perfect constitutional right uh, to bar him from the election because he hasn't demonstrated sufficient popularity
1: yeah and i was reading about the that, those elections at the weekend and it was um it was quite funny actually because when the um the candidates which are going to stand against putin were asked you know um whether you think you'll win um they daren't they daren't <laughs> you know the answers they gave were, were absolutely ridiculous well of course putin's gonna win you know um that kind of thing now um basil um So I think we are both agreed that it is right and proper that we we allow Putin to give his voice and put his side, because we do know for sure that what we're hearing from the West is a load of absolute baloney. Right. So let's move on to the second question. What do you think? Um, this uh, this this interview could actually do what could it cause because you know there's the question mark around could this put an end to the conflict in ukraine could it open the eyes of americans even further so that there there's no more money that flows from there because there's too much political pressure what impact is it going to have on european politics potentially what what are your thoughts on that uh
6: unfortunately So entrenched are the positions in Washington and Brussels and London, for that matter, that it's unlikely to cause any immediate change in policy. It is likely to change public opinion. And that's why uh, they're all up in arms about it, particularly because it's going to be on the X platform after Tucker was fired by Fox News. Because worth remembering that while he was working for Fox, he was trying to arrange this interview with Tucker, a couple of this interview with Putin a couple of years ago and discovered that his text messages had been intercepted by the National Security Agency I don't know if you knew that and they contacted him to say what's going on he said hang on a moment how do you know that I'm trying to uh, interview Putin I haven't even told my wife and it turns out that his communications were being intercepted (laughs) but I digress it's likely to change public opinion but you know just as is the situation with israel the uh polit- politicians yeah. are entrenched in their enmity <clears throat> and to give you an example of just how deranged the establishment thinking is if i can quote from cnn's take on the piece this morning this is oliver darcy at cnn who uh has described it as follows um in a video posted to X announcing the sit-down Tuesday, the first interview Putin has granted with the Western media figure since his full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Well, I mean, that's an error. It isn't a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. It's only the occupation of part of Ukraine. Anyway, Carlson, according to Darcy, predictably and dishonestly villainized the press. The right-wing extremist, who has lauded autocrats in recent years, claimed English-speaking outlets are corrupt and lie to their audiences as they disseminate propaganda of the ugliest kind. As a supposed <laughs> example of manipulative media behavior, Carlson accused journalists of engaging in fawning pep sessions when interviewing Ukrainian leader Vladimir Zelensky. So, I mean, uh, yeah. that gives you an idea of the kind of garbage that comes out of, of, of CNN. I mean, first of all, describing Carlson as a right-wing extremist, he was far and away the most popular uh, news anchor on American cable television, including with Liberals and Democrat voters. It now seems that right wing extremism includes uh, advocating peace, according to that. Idiot, yeah.
1: Anyway. And the la- I'll say the last piece on this, Basil, now. Um, thank you for all that analysis. Um You rightly brought up about public opinion there. And that, of course, is very, very important this year because we've got 140, over 140 elections going on this year. And of course, the big one is the US elections. And this interview... It's right in the middle of that. You know, public opinion is, I guess, on this topic with Russia is most important to US voters. And of course, we've got that election coming up. So this is like putting um, a bit of dynamite right in the middle of the situation, as far as I can see. So um, that remind before you go, um, Basil, and remind everybody what time it comes out this interview.
6: Well, that's a good question, and I'm afraid I can't answer it right now. (laughs) So (laughs) so, you'll just have to keep abreast of the X platform. Okay, I I know it is going to be later today. I think it's later today. Yeah, yeah. I think I think
1: it's around um, somewhere in the afternoon Eastern time. So I think that's going to be this evening in the UK. Yeah, Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. Yeah, that would figure. I think it'll be this evening in Europe.
1: Brilliant. Okay, Basil. Well, listen. Um, You'll have to come back on the show um, uh, in the in the coming days to actually we'll pick apart that interview um, and and talk about it. hopefully it will be the explosive interview uh, we're looking for um basil valentine ladies and gentlemen right okay um onwards because like i said we've got a packed show today um we're going to take a quick break now and when we come back we're going to be talking about those dutch elections which happened in november and the fact that despite gert Wilders getting the popular vote he got the most votes in the election it looks like we're going to get a green lefty coalition there. So the exact opposite of what the Dutch people voted for. So we're going to talk about all of that with Mats Nielsen's straight after this short break, right here on TNT. Give me a minute
4: with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. By now, you probably heard all about the two police officers in New York City's Times Square that were beaten by a gang of illegal thugs. Four of them were arrested. released on bail and they're now headed to california and they're probably there by the border of mexico already but there's more to this stuff we haven't heard yet until now there is this one percenter you know criminal element that looks at a different opportunity here these individuals i went over their rap sheets yesterday multiple charges grand larceny robbery attempted robbery grand larceny grand larceny uh this particular crew operated on mopeds and scooters they were doing organized retail theft they were doing snatches on the street iphones ipads clothing so on and so forth Um, one of them that they are still seeking has 10 charges on one day because he's part of a pattern that's been going on that's cnn's john miller he's a former nypd deputy commissioner and he wasn't finished i'm looking at the dates that their arrest started which is probably close to when they got here they've only been here a couple of months so what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York, do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail.
0: Oh.
4: Great report. Keep us focused on this. The silence of the CNN anchors says it all. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Ballsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, right here on TNT.
2: Many pollution sources can affect the air you breathe from power plants and vehicles to dust and wildfires. Knowing more about local air quality can help you protect your health. If you're thinking about buying an air sensor, EPA has a series of videos to help you get the most out of it. Learn how EPA collects and uses regulatory data, how EPA communicates health messaging, and how to interpret the readings from your sensor. Visit epa.gov slash air sensor toolbox.
0: You're with James Freeman and the Freeman
1: Report on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Right. Well, I told you it was going to be a packed show today. Um, Over to my third guest today, which is Matt Nielsen. Hello, Matt. How are you doing? Fine. Thank you. Right. So, Matt, let's talk about this these elections in Netherlands. I wonder if you wouldn't, start, wouldn't mind start by um, sort of updating anybody who's not aware of what's happened um, back in November. Um, I wonder if you wouldn't mind starting there.
3: No worries. But uh, first off, let me just say that uh, in discussing how to create a government, I would like to remind everyone that Belgium, uh, the neighbour of, of Holland, once went... Five hundred and eighty-nine days without a government, and I think everything worked out just fine for the Belgians without a government. So uh, it's (laughs) uh, it's all it's it's always interesting to see that sometimes the politicians think they matter more than they actually do. Uh, But 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 uh, off off to off to uh, the Netherlands and the discussions there. Uh, The situation is that it's a multi-party parliamentary system with with a a two. uh, kammer system you have the under under and upper houses but right now it's it's uh, the second kammer that's interesting so there was an election and uh, the popular populist gert wilders uh, emerged as the leader of the largest party and was uh, thought by everyone to be the next prime minister and uh, the dutch coalition formation started and it's Which within this kind of system, it's always a torturous process because there may be one, two, three, four, or perhaps even five parties wanting their slice of the government. They want to be uh, within, so to speak. And uh, what's happened now is that out of the four parties that are having the discussion of forming the next government and uh, Forming an official coalition, one party, the New Social Contract, which is a newly formed uh, center right populist party, which is focused a lot on reform and uh, fiscal responsibility, suddenly uh, wa- walked away from the negotiations. And they did this officially because since they there, they went into the elections so hard on fiscal responsibility. They said that this potential government isn't taking fiscal responsibility and austerity, uh, the risk for austerity measures seriously enough. So they said, we, we, we can't be a part of this anymore. And this, of course, caused major dismay amongst uh, the other parties uh, involved, and especially uh, the populist party, the PVV, which is Builders' uh, Party, uh, and also uh, there is a kind of globalist, rightist establishment 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 party called. Uh, I'm just going to say the English word, the Freedom and Democracy Party, and uh, and then of course you had the NSC Party, but not forgetting the most important party perhaps in this is uh the farmer citizens movement mm. because as you may be aware there has been quite a lot of farmers anger in holland and the Netherlands, uh, the netherlands uh during the last year especially and that was canalized by the bbb party gaining uh, a substantial amount of votes so these parties are by by far the most popular choice of the Dutch electorate. And this is interesting because a lot of people are now discussing that, oh, it would be really bad for Gert Wilders to, to use the nuclear option and demand or, or say that it's time for another election or a new election because we can't form a government. You have to remember, I I checked this last night, the fresh polls show that Wilders' own party is actually continuing to rise in popularity. So if Wilders was to call another election right now, it's not obvious that he would be blamed for failing and thus would uh, lose any popularity. But it could well be that, he could gain more votes in parliament if he called for another election. So it's quite a huge gamble for the NSC to walk away from the discussions. And that's why my guess is this is basically a very, very strong form of negotiation tactics. The NSC wants to prove to everyone that they're still taking fiscal responsibility very seriously, but at the same time they might well be planning on coming back to negotiations if Mm Wilders gives them another option or another uh, offer that they can take, thus saving face. Because every cabinet will sooner or later face financial challenges it's it it's part of the deal when you place yourself in government so, yeah, so uh, that's, the, so that's the situation shortly
1: yeah so so i mean I, i'm unfamiliar with the exact all the processes and everything so what you're saying there is because gert Wald has got the um the popular votes he got the most votes he does have that option that is part of the and only him none, none of the other parties have that option in calling another election uh, let
3: me be honest to say, I'm unfamiliar with exactly how the Dutch system works. But yeah. I think if the major, the majority of the the biggest party's leader that's called upon uh, to n- lead these negotiations, uh, negotiations say that there is no way forward, then I think that's the way to get it. Uh, uh, the new election. In place. Right. However, it might it might be- well be that first uh, the opposition is given an offer to try and negotiate a minority government. That that may yeah. may well be. But but I- I'm i sorry to say I'm uh, not uh, entrenched. Uh, I don't know the. No, details. that's
1: okay, Matts. Because we we can talk about. So I'm interested in all the horse trading and all of that that goes on. That's the important thing here. So um so. Gert Wilders has potentially got that option to to recall an election. Don't the other... And like I said, in the UK here, we don't get all of this. We don't have... Well, very rarely have coalition governments, so we don't get all the horse trading. Do the um, politicians in the other parties not realise they're not watching the polls, watching it go up, and also the prospect that if they put a blocker on this and try and um, scupper Gert Wilders actually... This is really bad for them um, and their own parties, because what we see like in the US here is when you say to Trump and and Trump voters that, no, he can't stand the election. You put every obstacle in the way. um, It just makes makes that politician more popular because, of course, people don't like being told what they can and cannot vote for. Um, Is that not part of the thinking in when when all this horse trading is going on?
3: Oh, it, it's definitely part of the thinking. And and all these political negotiations within a multi-party parliamentary system, it's, it's always a discussion of the prisoner's dilemma. How, how much of a risk are we going to take? Can we risk gaining everything? Or will we thus lose everything? And isn't it better to try and find a compromise where everyone is equally dissatisfied with... The politics uh, that's going to happen, because of course uh, the uh, the Dutch left left uh, green left leader uh, uh, Timmermans, w- w- which is which is yeah. uh, top notch. Uh, he's a top notch Eurocrat and and who, who uh, wouldn't uh, who, who would love to further uh, encroach uh, the Netherlands in deeper into the European Union. Uh, he he's waiting for for the go ahead to to try and be given a chance to form a minority government or even try to he can even try to buy the nsc to joining him if they get enough and this is what i meant when i said before that it's uh with, which within this system it's almost always ends up with the smallest party or the party that the least voters voted for that get the biggest impact on policy because they're so important to gain this majority in parliament that the other bigger parties tend to give them a lot of stuff that they they don't really enjoy giving them and that might deviate from the promises they made during the elections
1: yeah, um, in the UK, we we would call them the kingmakers, um, the exactly, small party or exactly. all of the kingmakers. Um, now, Timmermans, he was actually, when I was um, uh, an MEP um, over in the parliament, he was actually going to be standing um, to be president of the European Union. And he was so extreme um, that this is why they, they removed the whole election process throughout all the candidates, including Timmermans and von der Leyen was then put um as the only candidate you could vote for i actually voted in that election um so he's a proper um extreme europhile um he's a globalist um he will um carry on the policies that um you know we've seen that are driving um dutch voters at the moment we obviously we saw two elections last year didn't we and you rightly said that the farmers came out on top in the um the elections for the other house and then wilders for this one what what do you think the pushback from the Dutch people is going to be? Are they just used to all of this? Are they going to take this? I mean, we've seen the farmers protesting. Or do you think that actually this risks um, people coming out on the streets if this hap- actually goes ahead?
3: I I think um, I I think uh, ooh, uh, digging quickly in my memory, Thunder F- Plus, uh, the 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 leader of the BBB, the the farmer party. Uh, this is a most unwelcome situation for her. Because uh, she, she argues, uh, she argues that uh, this coalition was, was a coalition built on improving standards of government, and this block was going to be a solid block uh, to to uh, stop the likes of Timmerman. And there is a huge there is huge pressure on her from her voters to get uh, her and the PVV into place into government so my guess is that to for her to avoid a huge electoral pushback from her very determined voters from the farming community which as you know that's quite a large farming community uh, in the netherlands she might push builders to try and form a minority government with informal support of the nsc And that would give the NSC the possibility to still communicate directly to the electorate and and say this is what we would have done if we were in government. So they can say the government is bad at times but then when something positive happens they can say oh look we helped achieve this so we're almost a part of the government so yeah, my Max. guess is that now they're discussing a minority government but as you say it's yeah. horse trading all the way it it's is horse trading Max. i'm gonna to have to yep. cut
1: you off there because i'm very very sad to say no we've um, reached the end of the show but listen Matt larson uh um ladies and gentlemen nielsen sorry um thank yeah. you very much for coming on the freeman report thank we'll you. have to have you back on again to talk about more um geopolitical political matters um and that's it folks don't go anywhere stay with us on tnt